0: Escape. From Plan A. Escape.
1: Escape. Escape. From Plan A.
2: From Kanye listeners, welcome to another episode. I am your host, Oxford Kondo, and tonight I am joined by Diana.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: Hey, how are you doing, Diana? Jong? Hey. And Ray. Hi. Hey, what's up, Ray? All right. And, uh, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone, our Patreon has been up for a few weeks now. Yay. So if you want to, you know, get our bonus episodes, get access to our Discord, and also just, you know, contribute to this fund we're building to, uh, help, uh, Asian American writers, Uh, when they write for us, be able to pay them. Please uh, consider contributing. Go to www.patreon.com slash planamag. And of course, if you like our podcast, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, rate us, subscribe, etc., and so forth. And okay, so this episode, we are going to talk about Yellow Love, which I think is very timely because Always Be My Maybe just came out. Have you guys all seen that movie? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh looks like we got three yeahs. Uh we're not gonna talk too much about it. I, I think we're uh doing another podcast on it and you know, like Asian America has been talking about it nonstop for the last few days, so I think people are a little worn out on that, maybe. But um I think the the movie does raise this I think just uh now start we're starting to talk more about it of you know, seeing Asian Americans date and fuck and marry, right? Uh so you guys uh why don't you guys take it away? <laughs>
3: Just start with anything?
2: Yeah, just start with anything.
3: <laughs> I mean, okay, like well maybe let's just start with um like what do we consider yellow love? Is that you know, is that like East Asian, East Asian are Southeast Asians included in yellow? You know?
2: I, I used to uh, to you know, to put it roughly I, I just call it like the chink standard. If you're if you're liable to get called chink, you qualify for yellow love, and that's really my standard. I don't know about you guys.
1: That's very inclusive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but see like this does like, I think ward off, you know like th- there's all this love for Keanu Reeves going on right now and you know we we all like Keanu some more than others but you know trying to uh, you know he's still very white passing and trying to shoehorn him into like yellow love you know, he doesn't pass the chink test you know so sorry Keanu uh, you know you're great and all but uh, we're not going to count you on this podcast
1: <laughs> yeah but it does include like all Southeast Asians which I think it's significant <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think yeah, I think Southeast Asians most of them get treated as kind of, you know, it's like if if you, there was some kind of roundup of all, you know, so-called Chinese people because of some war with China, I feel like most Southeast Asians would get rounded up into that. I mean, we just talked about it recently in our brown and yellow Asian uh podcast. So, yeah, I think Southeast Asians are pretty much included in this as well. Yeah, I mean
0: I, I think I think it'd be useful to talk about sort of how we were individually socialized and and why this concept of yellow love is even necessary. Like what what is this I, in in my in my view it's a response. And what is that what is it a response to?
2: Uh are you gonna answer that yourself? Was that a rhetorical question to set no, up? No, no, your... that,
0: that that was an actual question for you guys.
3: Oh, okay. Uh does anyone wanna take a stab at that? Sure. Uh I don't know for me, I don't really th- Think of it as a response to anything. Um, my experience with it's just simply more comfortable. I don't know. It's a, it's really like as simple as that to me. Um, I've just connected easier. I've connected better with other Asians. Um, there are definitely some differences. The reason I even asked, like, what is yellow love? And one of the kind of prime questions for me, things that kind of topics that I was playing with is like, how, like, okay, if I'm dating another Korean girl, right, I'm Korean. If I'm dating another Korean, there's a a definite connection there that cannot be provided by somebody else or at least somebody who's not familiar with Korean culture, right? But if I'm dating somebody that's Chinese, well, does that still apply, right? In some cases, it does. Some cases, it doesn't. Well,
1: I think it's good to talk about how we've been socialized, right? Because like... I guess something that I never really thought about before, but that I think about now is like, you know, I always assumed I would end up with somebody who's not Asian. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't mean white. I kind of assumed like either white or like somebody like another person of color, you know, how?
2: How much of that ha- had to do with your upbringing in Nebraska? In case listeners don't know, uh, Diana mostly grew up in Nebraska, which is obviously not very uh, populated with Asians.
1: Um, I think it has a lot to do with that. You know, like, I don't know. Like, people talk about, like, preference in uh in terms of, like, Asian relationships or, like, you know, like, interracial relationships. You know, the need for that, but, like... I, I never had, like, a preference away from Asians. But uh, I just assumed because there's more of other people and, like, you're you're not supposed to, like, care about race in relationships, you know, that, like, I would just, like, naturally find connection in terms of, like, interests or... Activities or, like, personality in somebody from another race. I mean, I, I I think it's probably because I grew up, like, not around other Asians, you know? Like, if I had grown up, like, in the 626, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'd be with somebody Asian.
2: Okay, so for people who might not know, what exactly is the 626? Oh,
1: like, um, Los Angeles, you know, like, yeah. St. Gabriel Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, for, not, not everyone is... As California-centric, well, actually no, Diana, you don't live in California. Yeah, it's like but. it's like a
3: giant Chinatown. It's yeah. a China city.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> I went to college in California, so I know about it. That's true.
3: Actually, all three of you have ties to California except for me. That's right. Just uh, just as a side note, Berkeley is fucking awesome if you're trying to be in kind of this like tight knit enclave sort of type feel. Um, you know, some people will criticize it for having too many Asians, but. That's you know part one of the reasons that I feel so comfortable there sometimes.
2: Uh huh. But to answer Ray's question, I definitely do think we're fighting against this idea that uh to be a uh, well-adjusted Asian American, you pretty much have to date white. And I think for, I mean, uh, I want to read this part uh, that uh, Christina Chu, uh, she's she's part plan A. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't be part of this podcast, but she wrote this great essay like years ago in the Harvard Crimson called "Yellow Love Politics and Poetry." And there's this great line from it where she says. Yes, there are Asian-Asian couples as well. Helen Zia and Leah Shigemura, MC Jin and Carol Ao Young, Randall and j Cell Park. But these relationships are not presented as thought over, snuck into, poeticized, sexed out, or struggled as their interracial counterparts. They do not compose our poetry, our romance, our big bad dreams. And I thought that was just so well written because I think it does encapsulate this thing where if you are like this Asian-American who is you know, fully bought into the American dream is not some, you know, stereotypical drone like Asian. You will either like date a marry white or at least non-Asian. And and for you to be with another Asian is kind of this fallback, safe, boring option. And I think the one of the reasons why so many Asian Americans like always be my maybe is that it does show, you know, Asians having, you know, sex and all that. And that's why they like Crazy, uh, rich Asians. So yeah, to raise point, I think that is what yellow love is fighting against because we see other minority groups celebrating, you know, black love is a thing. Um, I'm sure in the Latino community that's celebrated as well, but with, with the yellow Asians, it's, it's considered something that's, uh, you know, either boring or dangerous, but like not in a, not in a sexy, dangerous way, just like, you know, dangerous. I like, if you do that, you're going to be like anti, anti
3: American or un American. Well, that and kind of it is framed, like growing up, it's framed as, um, as sort of the default, right? Like it, like from the get go, it's just being around other Asians is already discouraged. Never mind having a romantic relationship with another Asian. Exactly. Yet at the same time, I think a lot of Asian Americans
2: grow up with some parental pressure. So they associate it with uh this almighty they they associate uh this like almighty force coming from their parents pushing them to uh date Asian therefore even if you 're you know going after the most dominant demographic in the country, you know white people whom you know if they 're woke are probably constantly complaining about you know white people this white people that, yet they still associate um you know marrying into that group as something that 's revolutionary and uh you know marrying into other Asian as some. i think it still lingers from childhood this thing that is forced upon by an older traditional kind of thing. Which, But in the real world, it's actually not, right? You look out there in the media, and it's... Until very recently, yellow love was just not a thing.
1: Yeah, I never got that message of... Um, well, my parents never pressured me into dating Asian. They didn't actively encourage it, but they just expected me to date a white person and like eventually end up with a white person. And the only people that pressured me into dating Asian were white people. So I was like, that's racist. (laughs) Wait, wait, let me...
2: uh, I want to ask you this, Diana. So how how did you get this message from your parents? Like, how, How did you know they felt this way?
1: I don't know. They never encouraged me to do anything. But it's just like, if I was dating a white person, they would say nothing. And... If I wasn't, they would be more against it.
2: Wait, seriously? Like, even another Asian? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I've heard of this happening, but... hmm. I feel like
1: a lot of Asian parents discourage their kids, at least to some level. At least the the ones I grew up with.
2: Wait, from being with another Asian person?
1: Yeah, they were like, oh, but that's... Like, you're not moving up in the world if you do that. Hmm. That's the message.
2: oh uh, hey, wait. Let me ask you this: Was it both like sons and
3: daughters?
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, I was just gonna ask if, what you know, present the question if there's a gender component to it.
1: Well, I mean, I had more like women friends, Asian women friends, so it's it's like skewed, you know. Like, but yeah, like the well, okay, um, the middle class people that I knew were like that.
3: I definitely experienced a strong pressure to date Korean. Um, yeah, me too. And, and a lot of it I <laughs> yeah, think maybe, was Korean. Maybe predicated that's a Korean on, thing. <laughs> yeah, my, it, maybe it's a Korean thing, you know, given our history and all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I always thought it was because I'm a, am uh, a guy and as such, I have a lot of, uh, I have strong filial duty to, you know, continue the, The name and traditions, etc., which is very much at risk if you, if I if I don't end up with another Korean.
2: Yeah, I mean this is purely an anecdote, but I remember uh, when I was uh, somewhere in high school and my mom was with her friend who's a Korean woman, and she both had sons and daughters. And I remember her saying that while it was okay uh, if uh, her daughter, uh, you know, married a white man because she had the stereotype that like white uh, guys were just easy to handle. Um but she said she would never let either of her sons marry white women. And of course like when Asians talk about interracial it's almost always with white. Like the the concept of marrying other race like non-Asian non-white races is often unthinkable to to uh you know yellow Asians. Uh but
3: yeah. uh, she was and, and, very and to be to be fair it's to be fair it's uncommon for that perception to go the other way as well. Not a lot of yeah. other people of color necessarily see themselves Yeah exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like for minorities, interracial basically means white. But anyway, she said that she yeah. could she would never let either of her sons marry. And, and this is like translated from what she's saying in Korean, but she was like, basically said she doesn't want some blonde bitch taking care of her grandchildren. And she, I just heard <laughs> this and it's been stuck in my mind ever since. So, um, I think there is sometimes a gendered component to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to echo a lot of what's already been said. I think a lot of it is, is classed. Um, that is as you move up the sort of socioeconomic ladder. Um, you know, you, you start sort of bifurcating into Asians who only hang out with Asians and Asians who uh, hang out with uh, other races. But when, w- whenever it's other races, it's almost like predominantly white. Uh, which, and I'm, I'm saying that from not as a normative comment, but as an empirical. That's what it's that's what it's like, not what it should be. And I, I and wow. I, I almost felt like that there is this implicit pressure uh, that if you're an open minded Asian that you would date other races aka white and um right. and and i i think that's a lot of what this is uh you know and and what that article really w- was about it's w- what comprises our dreams what is valorized what is what is our ideals what do we think is cool all all those things you know and i i do think that the hard part about this whole discussion is that there are a lot of like quote-unquote basic Asians or defaulted Asians, apolitical Asians, and their relationships uh, do seem like products of ease and comfort and parent-friendliness. And I think that it gives this other class, this more white-adjacent, I would say, class of, of people an excuse to be like, oh, they're basic, we are up, upgraded or elevated. Right. But I don't know. I, I I but I think that it's time to sort of reestablish what it means to have a yellow love that is highly politicized. <laughs>